Welcome to Healthcare's Missing Link, a weekly podcast to help you uncover hidden things that steal your health. Thanks for joining us today. Here's your host, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Well, hi again, and welcome to another podcast edition. And today, I, I don't have a guest, so you're probably wondering, well, what's he going to talk about? So here's the subject matter for today. It is you, men. Yes, it's you. It's us. It's us men. And this podcast is not going to be just about men only. Of course, we'll talk about men, but it applies to women too. So ladies, I want you to get your pen and paper out and begin to make your list of your dream man. And I'll give you some specifics on that in just a moment. Men, I want you to also get your papers out and take some notes because we have to step up our game. We're in a world right now where men are not being men. I'm just putting it to you bluntly like that. We're seeing this mass, and don't take this wrong, we're seeing this mass uh, feminism of men or demasculization of men that's occurring, and that's not okay. Uh, We're seeing our world collapse because of that. Before I begin, I want to remind you always to go to Sherwood.tv if you like the content of our podcasts and our newsletters and stuff. There's some cool things there for you. We want you to stay connected. I want you to stay have... have, um, Uh, a heart that is connected to us because we are definitely connected to you. With that said, I'm going to kind of dive into this idea of men, and I think it's an important subject, you know, and I'll begin with asking a question. The question is very important, and it's this one. It's that, men, where are you? What does it really mean to be a man anyway? I mean, I've asked myself that question numerous times in my life um, without fail. I find really there's no single answer, uh, but a lot of a lot of ideas. So being a man is more than just having, of course, the anatomical structure of one, uh, but to get the really the answer of what it means to be a, a man, I find myself looking and searching kind of backwards in time, really to the, the genesis of mankind, if you will. And this goes back to actually the book of Genesis. So let's go back to the genesis of man. And so when God created man, in his own image, we got to make the assumption at that point, if we believe this and we hold the belief that God is good, that man must have been assigned, at least originally, with every characteristics of potential good possible. In other words, man was made in the image of God, a good God to be a good man. And so we were fully equipped at one time, men, to be everything that God wanted us to be. With that assumption, or belief as a backdrop, uh, I believe that we can find uh, basic characteristics of what it means to be a good man. Now, before I lay out these characteristics, let it be said that, you know, I'm not perfect. Um, (laughs) You know, however, these characteristics are these that I strive to be an example of an ideal man and ideal in the concept of manhood. But even though I'm not perfect, hear me out very clearly. I'm going to perfectly practice. No one's going to work harder. And I've made that decision a long time ago. In other words, I'm going to commit and I have committed to making the basic habits of being a good man and fulfilling the characteristics that I'm going to lay out for you today. I've made that a practice to be something that I do every day. And again, Under the caveat that I'm not perfect, I'm also not going to justify excuses by saying I'm not perfect. You know how it is. I'm going to fall. I don't expect to fall. I don't expect to fail. I don't expect not to meet that high bar of excellence or expertise that I'm trying to reach. Uh, 
In other words, I may not be perfect, but I'm going to absolutely practice these characteristics in a perfect manner. In other words, I'm going to practice perfectly practicing. And if you practice perfectly practicing, little baby habits, man, is going to help you become everything you ever wanted to be and beyond. So I'm going to get these characteristics for you now, and I kind of want to work for these things one at a time because I think they're very, very powerful. First of all, first characteristic is this. True manhood is defined in true love. You see, this love that we're talking about is sacrificial. It's exemplary. It's a love that covers all deficiencies and is sort of in itself unexplainable. Practically speaking, it is a love for mankind, even though mankind or womankind, however you want to word it, is not perfect. So it's able to love people, love people despite themselves. It's able to exhibit love despite evil and exhibit love despite hate. A real man truly will not love his life so much that he does not and is not willing to lay it down for those he loves. So this is a really uh, interesting uh, statement I just made. You know, Jesus said, uh, he said, you know, you will know um, how much I love you because I'll lay my life down for you. And this is the characteristics of real manhood. It is not backing away uh, from a journey. It's not backing away from a mission. You see, this kind of love will lead. It'll lead silently and it'll lead as a benchmark and it'll be clearly observed. It does not order. So the, the love I'm talking about is not a love that is uh, dictatorship. It's a love that exemplifies. It's a love that leads sacrificially. Again, willing to lay oneself life down for one's friends. And clearly, we know that takes a special kind of love. But true manhood, the first characteristic, is led and defined, included, described, and observed by this thing called love. The second characteristic is this. Manhood could be described as the provider mentality or the desire to provide. Real men do indeed provide for their families, their children, and even other causes that they deem beneficial for the love of mankind itself. That's why men go off to war and they fight for something in which they believe. They're willing to lay their lives down for this cause. It's why men go to work daily, even if they don't feel the best in the world. I find myself many times over the course of the years going to work, even if I don't feel on my best game, because I have to. I feel a responsibility that's driving me so deeply and so um, focused into that area. So despite any temporary setback or thing that might try to get in your way to de derail you, you'll go on and become and be the provider that you're called to be. So this mentality of providership, if you want to call it provision, it never stops deepening. It never stops growing in the heart of a true man. In other words, a true man is always going to want to just grow that and always going to want to provide more and always going to want to be the kind of guy that says, you know, it ain't because of me or it's not because of me that we don't have because I'm going to give them my best regardless. Well, that was the second characteristic, that providership. The third one is really interesting because I kind of touched on this a moment ago. It's just really about the concept of sacrifice. You see, a man, true man, will go without 
so his family can have. In other words, if he doesn't have much, he's going to go without, so his family has plenty. He will always take the least so that his family can have the most, or even those he loves. He'll give up his coat when it's cold, (laughs) and it's been cold recently, the time of this recording, but he'll give up that coat, and he finds himself cold so that his wife, his children, his family or friends could be warm. This mentality of sacrifice is ingrained. It's embedded in the mind, the heart, and the soul deeply into their core being. So that's the third characteristics, that characteristics that's sort of defined by sacrifice. Number four is unwavering leadership. So manhood is characterized by unwavering leadership. That's number four. He is the leader of his family. Get this, in all three areas, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Simply put, he's calm, cool, collected, under pressure. He's a voice of reason, a voice of peace under the worst conditions. He's solid in his faith. He's not backing down, even though the world may challenge, the world may oppose, and the world may hate him because of it. He is solid in his faith. And thirdly, and we cannot neglect this, he is a leader physically. Simply put, he eats well, he exercises, and he sleeps well, and he manages stress overall in a good, good way. Now, too many times in these areas, and I would be remiss if I did not mention this, you know, men have let down. They have not led the way spiritually. They have not led the way physically. I've watched many men sit in my office and literally sit there with their arms crossed like this while their wife is next to them shedding tears and saying, Doctors Mark, Michelle, can you guys help me? And of course, yes. And then we ask about the proverbial, do you have support? And we hear, sadly, many times, this is her deal. I'm just going to play that part. This is her deal, not mine. You help her, and I'll be happy. That's not leadership. That is cold. That is selfish. That is living in a way, and hear me, men, that is living in a way that you don't care about your spouse, and you don't care about creating situations where perhaps she might have to change your diaper for 10 years because you did not care for yourself. Leadership is characterized by unwavering, unswerving, these non-negotiable principles that drive your life. There is zero compromise in these foundational principles. That's that fourth one, unwavering leadership. Number five, man or manhood understands the power of his word. See, real men know that words matter, specifically the word yes and even the word no. You know, in the Bible, we talk about the scripture a lot of times. Simply put, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Today, we live in a world where there's a lot of, I kind of call it, you know, Christian conversation and business conversation. Christian conversation might be something like this. um, You know, I'm going to be praying for you or I prayed for you. Okay, right. When? When are you going to do that? That's just a conversation to typically end a conversation. Business conversation is, hey, one of these days I'll call you and we'll have lunch. Again, you don't mean that. That's just a way to get out of the conversation. These cultural colloquialisms don't mean anything. 
The words don't matter. So these things have permeated our society so much now that we have all this jargon, all this talking, but it means nothing. And the word that we had at one time, which was our bond, has now become something that is broken frequently and it doesn't matter. I remember years ago, uh, former President Clinton actually said this, well, what is, is? What do you mean what is, is? You know, it was a play on words. Simply put, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Therefore, listen to this, real men understand the obligation of their agreement as well as the gravity of their decision based upon their word. Because once they speak the word, they don't waver and they're not blown around by unchanging or changing situations by their emotions. Men, stick by your word, whatever it is. Select your word carefully. If you're supposed to say yes, say yes. Stand by it. Don't say yes every time because you feel like you want to. Don't be afraid of no. Myself, quite frankly, I am what you would call a former yesaholic. I used to say yes because I thought it was my duty. Um, and I was so wrong. I found myself having these discussions with self. Why am I saying yes? Why am I helping? And I shouldn't have. And then I began to become a little bit uh, angry at the person I was helping. What is that? I should have said no, because I wasn't the person and it wasn't the time for me to be involved in that situation. So simply put, let your yes be yes and your no be no. When a man makes a decision like that in this way, he does not do it rashly or in a hurry or abruptly. He does it with a lot of thought, consideration, hindsight, perhaps, and prayer. Since the decision that he makes based upon his word creates a permanent mark on a word itself. So those are the characteristics of true manhood. And those five are there. I ask you to go back and review those over and over again. So I ask myself and all of you the following question. And there's five of them. Again, I want to ask you these questions. I want you to really think about it very, very carefully because super important to be honest. Number one, do I really exemplify love even when mankind does not? One more time, do I really exemplify love even when mankind does not? Number two, have I maintained and lived out a provider mentality? Again, have I maintained and lived out a provider mentality? Number three, do I willingly sacrifice or do I do it begrudgingly? Again, do I willingly sacrifice or do I do it begrudgingly? Number four, do I exhibit unwavering and predictable leadership? Again, do I exhibit unwavering and predictable leadership? Number five, does my word mean something and do I honor it? Again, does my word mean something and do I honor it? These five questions, the way we answer, will determine how we're really doing, exemplifying the overall characteristics that are required to become and be a real man in our world, and we need it very much. These questions must be answered honestly if we as men truly desire to be a real man. I'm sure 
there will be little doubt as to the veracity of the desirable characteristics of manhood that I just laid out for you. There are all these things that are going to be good and nobody would argue. Are these characteristics of manhood that I just laid out, are they hard to live out? I would say you bet they are. Absolutely. However, get this. In a world where this type of manhood appears to be becoming more and more rare, I truly believe the pursuit of all these characteristics of manhood and manhood itself, they are worth it. If men will simply stand up and become real men, admitting their imperfections and flaws and never, ever, ever, yes, I said never, ever, ever, waver in their pursuit of true manhood. The world, as well as all of our families, would be and will be a better place. So, here's to manhood. So, men, I encourage you to embrace these characteristics and truly begin to change and be the change this world needs. And by the way, for all of you ladies listening, you know, they're probably saying that's pretty good. You have my permission to take notes to share this particular podcast episode with all the men in your life, fathers, husbands, brothers, sons, or maybe a good relative or friend. You have my permission to do that, but I want you to, but you do not have my permission. Hear me clearly to beat them over the head with it and nag them. That's not the purpose. These challenges that we brought into this episode today, they apply directly to this man right here. I have to do them, and I'm challenging every man that's listening to this to do them. And I'm challenging you ladies to really share this, put it out there. And again, not to tell a man what he's not doing or where he's falling short. That's not the point. I ask you, ladies, on that note, to simply pray for him. Encourage them and love them as they grow and go through the process of becoming a man and the process of manhood itself. Additionally, this would be a great start for you, young ladies. If you're not married or if you're looking for that spouse one day, a great start for you to write a checklist for what you're looking for in a man and that spouse that you perhaps deserve or want. Many times, if you don't write it down, you won't get it. I remember, those of you know, Dr. Michelle and I's um, second movie called The Prayer List, which uh, we'll put the trailer down here in the uh, in the feed for you, because I want you to have that. I want you to have that movie. That whole list was based on the um, story of my wife, you know, uh, desiring these characteristics of a man. And these characteristics in the man she wanted. And so she wrote a list out. That's the whole story. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Incredibly inspirational. And uh, it's incredibly challenging for me because I represent that guy. Go figure. So this is a challenge to everyone. Primarily men. But secondarily to you ladies. To really cultivate and facilitate a brand new culture of manhood. The way we need it. And get that movie too, by the way, and we'll have it in the feed again, the trailer. We'll make sure you can have access to that and 
uh, if you can own that movie, that'd be a great gift, a great family gift, a great gift along the lines of this subject I just talked about. And by all means, always go to Sherwood.tv and subscribe. If you enjoy these podcasts, enjoy the guests we have on, uh, what information we bring to the table, we always try to bring you some fresh stuff, cool guests, varying perspectives, even, with them, even if we don't agree with them, because we always want to give you two things, hope and better health. And if we can do that, we have a better world. So again, it's always a pleasure to see you. I'll look forward to seeing you next time in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye for now.